Welcome back, everyone, to yet another uh, journey of conversations with entrepreneurs in all the various spaces in Zimbabwe's, well, now burgeoning uh, startup ecosystem. Doesn't mean that it wasn't burgeoning before this, but yeah, it's, it's just something I thought would be interesting to say. Um, so, uh, as usual, I'm joined by Edwin Jaboga. Um, but I, I'm not sure of, of our relationship status. Are we friends or does he still hate me over like the <laughs> trouble I've put him over the last couple of weeks? Um, I think one more pizza will do the trick. <laughs> yeah, extortion. Uh, well, well, we'll try to see if we can get that pizza. Since Rufar is not here, I think I'll just it will just be you and me. Um, so our guest today is uh, Tendai Mbaso from Yaita. Um, well, last week I learned my lesson for making the, the guest redundant by describing what they do. So I'm going to let Tendai describe basically what Yaita is. Oh, thanks, Valentine. Um, so my name is Tendai Mpaso, as you rightly said. I'm the co-founder and CEO of uh, Yaita Fulfillment. So Yaita is a 360-degree order fulfillment service that offers uh, small businesses in Harare and Bluwayo an opportunity to um, fulfill their orders efficiently and with ease. So yeah, we've been in the market for just under two years. And yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. So, like, the first question, obviously, is, like, what is it like? Um, what are the origins of Yaita? So we wrote about Yaita a while back. I think it was last year in June or July. Um, so for those who might not be, you know, uh, who might have read that article or those who are just running into the service for the first time, uh, can you give a brief description of the origins of, of, of the company? Um, and basically, um, yeah, does it do anything beyond order fulfillment and as well the challenges associated with starting, like, a logistics startup in Zoom? Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, so the origins uh, well, it started with me. Um, basically, we were I was I was at that time uh, doing some um, some uh, agency work in, in the digital media space. So um, you know, I'd always face um, pretty much of a challenge where you know if you try to close a sale in terms of um, a client wanting uh, an, an online presence, wanting wanting e-commerce. Uh, presence you know, e-commerce website anything like that there's always that one bottleneck way okay fine so we've reached the market uh, we can capture orders we can receive payments online but there's always that last leg of uh, how, how is the order actually fulfilled and delivered to to the customer um, so you know so that's when um, I really started to think about uh, solving that problem um, in the in the e-commerce space uh, you'd find that uh, some guys would just say, okay, fine. Uh, once the order comes in, uh, we'll start from there, you know. Um, and then some guys would want, you know, something very organized, something very uh, something very efficient and something very, very predictable in terms of how um, the, the, the e-commerce sale would go from uh, order um, received and Right up to to the last mile delivery, where the, the actual customers actually. So you know, as we started to think about that problem, we also started to look at um, whole um, e-commerce space in Zimbabwe, um, and we well, what we noticed, uh, which is quite uh, different, is um, was was one big assumption that we made on our part to say, look, the the, the drivers for e-commerce in Zimbabwe 
are probably not going to be the the big chains, the OKs, the um, the TMs or anything like that, but uh, primarily the, the the small guys, small guys in the informal sector, uh, the guys selling stuff on WhatsApp, um, and you look at the whole uh, macro um, macroeconomic condition in Zim, it's it's predominantly um, domin- it's predominantly held within the informal sector so yeah we started to look in that direction to look at smaller businesses to see how we can help them with that um, with that order fulfillment and yeah it's pretty much what we've been doing since then. Um, uh, we started off with uh, a single bike that we purchased um, and then we, we started developing a network so uh, for, for logistics um, and, and it has grown and, you know, we've only purchased one vehicle, um, handling um, dozens of other, other vehicles. And it's, it's, um, it's, it's, um, it's, 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 um, it's a very interesting space, um, you know, because um, uh, what, we, what we're doing is order fulfillment, but, and it's, it's, and it's um, quite, um, quite different from just, you know, uh, password delivery because you handle a lot of things uh, in terms of uh, payments. Um, I see now there's a growing demand where a person, if they receive the order, um, there's a growing demand for people wanting receipts, you know, and it's something that, you know, a small business that we were, uh, we are we're predominantly serving hasn't been uh, adding capacity, uh, adding that capacity to ensure that you know when we collect, you've got seeds and stuff like that. So it's something that now we are now adding to our portfolio uh, and and service offering to our customers. Oh, that's great! So apart from like a parcel order fulfillment um, or the delivery, uh, are there any other services that the your company is operating in? Well, so if you look at order fulfillment, there's a, there's, it's, a, it's a function of the supply chain, right? So firstly, we look at both upstream and downstream order fulfillment where uh, if a customer needs their products from their supplier, um, and, and we can, we can uh, that's an upstream uh, fulfillment, we can action that. Uh, if a client needs to deliver to their customer an order, we can also action that, but added to, added to that, the issues around uh, payments, um, the issues around all the documentation, um, um, and then now also we we added another ish, um, uh, another layer of order fulfillment where we're now offering uh, fulfillment center services, where basically uh, a small business in, in Luayo probably selling electronics, uh, they were once localized within Luayo, but now want to reach a wider market, they can say, okay, fine, let's, let's send our products to the Aita Fulfillment Center in Arari. Uh, and then we store their products and whenever they receive the orders, uh, we dispatch those uh, those products from our fulfillment center and that to their customers. So that's how we've been we've been evolving, just to make sure that we 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 um, we take care of every every portion of uh, or every touch point within the uh, order fulfillment uh, cycle for business. I see. Um, 
well, I, I think the fulfillment center is something we'll ask later on, but um, I wanted to go more about uh, recruitment. So the last time we wrote about Yaita, um, you pretty much just got independent operators with their own um, um, motor vehicles and uh, listen, a motorbike, a car, a van, etc. So let's say someone wants to join Yaita for the first time. This is a question you probably answered in the article, but you know, since there's some people who might be around, went around for that. Um, what are the requirements? Uh, first of all, sorry. Um, what do you look for, or you know, in in, in a rider, um, and what do you look for them in their sorry, vehicle? Sorry, I didn't. Sorry, sorry, I didn't get the last part. I said, what do you look for uh, in a rider in their vehicle? Uh, if it's a rider or a driver, uh, as a person, and what do you require of their vehicle? Like, are there certainly uh, certain requirements and standards that you need for someone who wants to be uh, an independent operator with the item? Okay, so uh, yeah, sure. So basically, um, for to join our network, basically we we've got. Um, uh, three three tiers. So there's one for uh, two 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 wheeler vehicles, which is the bikes, uh, motorcycles, and then there's um, light vehicles, which is basically cars, uh, and then we've got uh, um, uh, um, uh, another tier for trucks. Um, so basically, um, a person can just register on our website, um, and there's a section where you can register as a driver. In, uh, so you have to submit your, um, your, your driver's license, your uh, registration book, your insurance, um, and then also some, some, some pictures of your vehicle. And then once we go through that process of uh, verifying documentation and also doing a quick breakdown check, uh, we can approve your process. Then add it to that, uh, after approval, to have um, a working smartphone uh basically android version six and above then also you have to uh, come for training uh so we do training every friday uh between uh 10 and 11 30 a.m uh so you just have to come for training after uh and then you'll be part of our network i'm actually curious to know what does the training involve exactly um when you say you're gonna uh, to train the riders Okay, so uh, there's a um, technical element where basically uh, you need to know, understand how our application works, our driver public works, right? So there's the one way we train you on uh, how to accept orders, how to uh, collect payments, so all of those prompts that come on the app. So we just do training on that. Uh, after that, we train on the, on the reporting side where basically we are training the guys to check, uh, to, to understand their, uh, their reports on, on the app. So when you receive um, uh, an order, you've completed it. Uh, you go through the reports to see how many trips that you've done in a week or so. Or so. And then uh, you see the fees that you've earned. Then you see the commission that you'll be passing on to, to Piaita. Um, and then finally, there's a customer service uh, elements to, to their training. We basically train uh, guys on how to handle customers. Uh, there are other elements that go into the way, you know, issues around agency. Because people want, when, when they order, they need the stuff done very quickly. Um, and then also, we also train them on navigating because sometimes two or three orders at once. Um, so we need to train them on how to properly plan those trips um, based on the, on the technology they have. Uh, to them. 
Oh, very impressive. Now, um, moving on to the business proper, um, because of the pandemic and the lockdowns, uh, a lot of people have been resorting to services like yours, where they order online and they expect a delivery service to pull through and uh, deliver the product. How has this lockdown and the pandemic in general um, been treating your business? Um, it's been quite interesting. Um, so it's, uh, if I go back to the first uh, lockdown, uh, we started around, I think, April last year. Um, so basically, for us at the time, it was just early days for us. Um, I think we were still operating maybe two bikes. Um, that actually gave us impetus to please uh, increase our fleet uh, in Harare uh, because the demand almost like uh, like six eggs for us during that time. Um, and then, you know, when the lockdown was eased and then people started getting back to semi-normal, uh, except just putting maybe masks in. Hello? It dropped off. Uh, I think it's just internet connection issues. Yeah, internet's not being kind these days, huh? Mm. Yeah, it's it's not fair. <laughs> it, it does this when, when we want to do a recording. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, okay. Looks like this is the part of me that I've edited out. Fascinating. Oh, he's back. Oh. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where, where I was. Uh, I think I was talking about uh, the January lockdown. Yeah. So, so that's where um, we we saw another huge growth. Uh, I think we, we were a bit overrun by by the demand um, throughout January uh, and and even now into February, the demand has has been high. Um, so for us, it's um, from, from learning from the two, it's it's basically uh, it's not what about what happens during the the the, the lockdown or the increase in demand that we. We, we particularly um, pay attention to, but basically it's, it's the behaviors afterwards, right? So for us, it's just, you know, a normal business, they'll probably have a brick and mortar store, but because they have no plan for, for the lockdown, they'll just have to try the service. So for us, it's now about adding more value to say, okay, fine, over and above the delivery, this is what else, what, what else we can do for you in terms of making sure that um, your payments are collected, your, your order documentation is sorted, um, and obviously business can run more efficiently. Um, I think we've had the highest demand for our fulfillment services center during that time, and most of the clients are still sticking with us even after you know, the lockdown is being eased. So, so basically, it's it's the change in behavior. So, it's a, you look at it as an uh, as a 
as an opportunity to show or to prove that you know uh, you can actually change behaviors in regards to how you've been running your business. Might not necessarily need uh, a brick and mortar store. Um, so basically, what you need is just to sell online, whether you're selling it on WhatsApp, or on Facebook, on Instagram, or you've got an e-commerce store. Basically, that's what you need to run your business. If you've got an, uh, a performing partner that can do the last uh, the last mile of, of delivering and um, collecting payments for your orders. Interesting. So, like, um, just resuming on that pandemic topic as well. How has the pandemic managed to change business model, if there are any changes? And what lessons have you learned from the ever-evolving pandemic business environment? Yeah. Um, look, uh, I think it, it boils down back to what I've said here. Um, business models have to have to change. Um, I think small businesses, even the big guys as well, they're becoming smarter. Uh, I think yesterday you had a post of a company that's uh, now selling insurance online, and then they've got all these traditional players like Clarion, the Champion Insurance, all on their platform, right? So I think those are the effects where you know already we're seeing a shift in the in, in the way uh, traditional business is done. Um, I know small businesses have been greatly impacted. Like if we had a, uh, a, a stall at uh, Kwame Mall or anything like that, it's it's, it's zero business. It was very difficult if you want to deliver by yourself, stuff like that. Some of the stuff was locked in the in the, the, in, the, in the in the mall. You know what I mean? So it means that you know you you you're not earning any income. But there are smarter businesses that you know took the stuff or brought the stuff to to a common center like ours. And their business basically continued. Um, so I think more and more we'll see that um, businesses of all sizes now rely more on um, online channels to to reach customers and also to complete the sale online. Um, we've seen that already, but I think um, the pandemic the pandemic has proved that it's actually a viable model, right? Where you don't necessarily need to invest in uh, brick and mortar infrastructure, pay overheads and rent, etc. Um, yeah, um, the lessons we've learned, obviously, for us, it's um, it's for us, it's 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 um, it's validation to say, look, um, the the problems we're trying to solve go beyond just delivery, right? Um, delivering a parcel from A to B, uh, but now it's more for um, a business function. To say okay fine if if someone is basically at home selling 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 everything that happens after the sale right from your from delivery uh, packaging uh, from um, from payments from documentation all of that needs to be to, to solve a business purpose for that for that customer so it's something that um, uh, that came as good validation for us, and we're obviously trying uh, moving ahead to uh, to add those elements to our product. Um, yeah, so so it's quite exciting. Um, and obviously, the other lesson is, um, you know, you always have to be prepared. Um, business has to be dynamic. Um, a lockdown shouldn't necessarily say mean that uh, you are out of business. 
um, always try to 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 be to be flexible and always uh, have a, have an ear for um, for opportunities around. So, for example, uh, before the second lockdown, we were doing very uh, an aggressive sales drive, and you know all the customers that were on the fence, right, started coming in to say, uh, "Well, can we?" Can I move your buy my products to your fulfillment center now? And for us, it was just like, oh, sorry, uh, we can't. Uh, we fully booked for now. Or oh, new customer would show up. Uh, I want to book an order. I want it now, now, now. I'm like, look, uh, right now we're prioritizing. <laughs> it, it was quite funny because we, we we actually reached the stage where we said, look, we're going to prioritize fulfillment center clients and our customers that have standing uh, subscription contracts with us. Um, and it was a huge disappointment for, for some of those guys. Um, but we were overrun by that, uh, by that demand at the time. Um, but obviously, this also goes back to, um, you know, the clients not reacting to, um, some, some businesses not reacting to, uh, to opportunities quickly enough. I see. Oh. You know, I think staying on the point of clients, like the last time we had a conversation, it was, you know, about, um, you know, partnerships with companies like uh, Korea Connect, um, as, as you know, in the delivery scene or in the in the same sort of um, market that you're in, but obviously for different purposes. Um, have they have those numbers of those traditional establishments grown over the pandemic or shrunk? Um, look. I can't say anything def uh, definitive, uh, but based on your last report, basically, uh, the, um, the last quarter's report that the two guys published, the numbers were going down. Um, and obviously, again, it's, it's um, I would speak mostly, I don't know much about DHL or FedEx. I think those guys are doing more because we do quite a, a number of um, deliveries to their branches where customers need to take their products to areas we're not serving. Um, but definitely what, what, what I would say is those, those businesses, um, those traditional, especially the government-based agencies, I don't think they, they are purpose-built for, for e-commerce yet. Um, so for instance, um, if you want to send your, your parcel to whatever, there's a question delivery requirement have no way to do that basically um and then obviously they've got issues regarding you know how how they execute deliveries so it's almost like a post office service where i need to take my password there sign phones what 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 and then it's goes there it takes 20, another 24 hours um it's delivered you know it's, so they're not purpose built for business but i i think that you know um this day and age Anything, most most parcels that are moving are business related. Mm. If, it, if it's mail, it's being trans, um, being done electronically. Email. Um, some people barely use email now; they're using WhatsApp. Everything is just online. So, so basically, they're not purpose built for business. Um, so, I would imagine that they would they would struggle in the new economy. Uh, but having said that, this is the small 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 parcels. Um, side of things but obviously you'd see that you know because of um 
their relationships with governments, NGOs, uh, those um, uh, deeply entrenched uh, relationships, they do move quite a lot of things in terms of uh, uh, huge freight, like, um, um, you know, uh, aid, food aid, um, medication. I'd imagine right now they're busy moving the vaccine. So, I mean, it's, it's probably one element of the business that might not be doing well. Uh, I think I think it's 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 too quiet. Okay, so um, well, adding on to that, but from a different perspective, like we've seen a lot of e-commerce platforms and startups in Zimbabwe, so obviously they're doing um, well enough. But I, well, the one question I'm curious about actually is is what kind of like relationship is it like amongst Zimbabwean startups in e-commerce and logistics? Like, um, is it you know brotherhood sisterhood style relationship where you know what? If I wanted to, you know, start my e-commerce business, I would say, no, I know Tendai. Tendai will deliver the stuff for me. Or if I wanted to do flyers and media, I know, oh, no, Ed, I'll call Ed, Ed will do it for me. Is it, is it that kind of relationship within the startup ecosystem? Is it? Yeah, um, I would think so. Um, look, we get a lot of um, requests for people want to, uh, wanting to partner with us. Um, you know, yeah, we can... Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, I think it's it's um, for us. It's a space where the logistics side is not um, it's not something that people want to solve. It's quite a difficult space, by the way, to say you're doing sales, you're doing uh, you're sourcing products, doing marketing, and then also you want to do logistics. It will be a nightmare because logistics on itself. It's 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 a complete uh, business unit that needs you know pricing um, that needs the right uh, unit economics and all of that. Uh, it's also time um, time consuming. So obviously, naturally, any any most e-commerce companies, uh, I think we get a lot. Um, we get a lot. Some requesting APIs. Some you know. Uh, just loose relationships. I guess can I send you my orders? And so it's 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 uh, it's 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 there. I think it's it's um, it's uh, brotherly. Uh, even with other guys in the logistics space, I think we we work with whenever we 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 have demand. We work with other players in, in the field. We just say uh, today we'll be passing more orders to you. Uh, and then they, they will just action those orders. So it is quite like that. It's it's, it's a very collaborative. Um, but for, for but at the same time, for us, it's um, I think now there's need to say because even though it's collaborative, right? It's so fragmented, right? There, there's no one standard to say. Um, well, e-commerce in Zimbabwe, in terms of delivery, the standard is. 24-hour delivery or uh, two-hour delivery or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Or the, the rate for 24-hour delivery is X, Y, Z amount, right? Mm -hmm. So if every other customer has their own needs, um, and I think there needs to be a serious discussion around that to say, okay, fine. Um, I'm not advocating for anything like price fixing or, or anything like that, but obviously there needs to be standards to say, okay, fine. Uh, if you order um, uh, your, your your cell phone, right? Expect it in the next 24 hours, right? Um, you you cannot expect it in one hour 
if you want to expect it in, in one hour, then you have to probably pay more in terms of the delivery cost. You know what I mean? Because everything has to be optim optimized. Um, everything has to make sense from the from a logistic standpoint. Uh, so okay, fine. We've got um, 300 orders to, to dispatch from our performance center. And then if someone says, uh, I want mine by 10 o'clock, right? then it's, 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 it's going to break the whole chain in terms of... So it means now we have to dedicate a single bike for that specific um, specific delivery. And then now it breaks the whole chain, right? In terms of how you're going to map out your routes and, and do things more efficiently. So I think as, 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 the, as the sector evolves, that's where we need to be able to start to say to establish standards where... The, the leading players would just say, this is the standard delivery um, for this type of order. Obviously, you cannot implement some of these things to food delivery. That one has to be expressed. There's no question about it. But obviously, there needs to be standards where they help both the consumer and the guys uh, executing the product. If everything is optimized, then obviously, it's going to be cheaper to the consumer. Um, but uh, if everything is just on demand, I want it now, 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 then it's going to be expensive. And uh, we've seen quite a lot where uh, a person is receiving an order and then the, 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 the delivery price breaks the deal to say, ah, okay, I want the thing, but the delivery price, whew, uh, I'll pass. Then you know, the deal is gone. But if everything was managed well to say, oh, next day delivery is three bucks, four bucks, whatever, then that one wouldn't have broken the cell. But if it's um, something that we, we it's, it's always dynamic, you don't know uh, how much you're going to charge for this delivery, the next day it's going to be XYZ amount, then I don't think it's going to be sustainable in the long term. Ah, very true. So you have sent the fulfillment center a few times. Can you give us a description of what it's about? Um, yeah, so basically, the fulfillment center it's um, it's a place where someone, a business, can store their products um, there, right, uh, and then dispatch them for delivery or collection uh, whenever a sale is done uh, or whenever they receive an order for that specific product. So basically. Um, a customer would uh, request space. So our storage starts from as little as uh, a 210 liter bin, right? Um, and then from then on, we have a half a cubic meter, then uh, and then one one cubic meter storage space. So basically, they just uh, pick pick the space they want, uh, pay the subscription, and then when the inventory comes in, we book it in. Um, by SKU, and then when an order comes, it just requests that order to say, "Can I can I have this SKU dispatched to this to this address?" Or if a person is coming to collect uh, from that address, and then weekly we send reports in terms of the, um, the inventory that's still available, the sales that have been done, uh, and the amounts that we need to uh, submit to them for for their sales. So that's basically how it works. So we it's uh, we completing the final pilot. I mean, the, uh, the final phase of the pilot um, by end of uh, end of March. And yeah, it's been working well, both in Iran and, and well. And yeah, so we look forward to grow that uh, in the uh, division of the business.
Interesting. Okay, so saving the best question for last, uh, how much on average does it for a Zimbabwean to send packages with Yaita as well as payments, documents, and to use the actual fulfillment center that you just mentioned? So I didn't get the question. Oh, I was saying on average, how much will it cost um, for the average Zimbabwean to send packages with Yaita as well as uh, payments, documents, and to use the fulfillment center? Yeah, so I think it's uh, average is, well, for us, it's, um, average delivery is plus or minus $4. I mean, sorry, $5. Um, for Fulman Center, we've got two packages only. So the one is um, between, um, $35 for the storage. Um, and then the, the, the delivery charges apply separately. Um, then there's another one for $55 for uh, bigger volume um, storage space. Uh, yeah, but in terms of um, averages, I think, yeah, five, five bucks is, 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 um, is the average to work with. So this is for same-day delivery. Uh, you order something today from any of our customers, and then it's still collected and delivered in the same day for, for an, an average of about five bucks. Yeah, interesting. That's... Sounds reasonable, at least to me. Uh, you know, uh, people have been saying that I, I do pay for a lot of useless things, and I, and uh, my my viewing of pricing is not the most accurate, but I am saying it's reasonable. So, you know, yeah, you can hate me in the comments, uh, but just going back to the fulfillment center. So, um, I didn't quite understand. It's just to clarify. It's like um, if I have a, a business that sells clothes, for example, right? Yeah. Um, I can come and store my inventory in a two hundred liter bin, correct? Yeah. And then when an so, order happens, so when an order happens, uh -huh. you then dispatch it for me while it's being stored offsite for me in my in my in, in for me. Yes, yes. So ordinarily, would would need to come to to your workplace or home. So most most guys work with work from home. Got a store maybe. Seems like the internet gremlins are back. Yep. Man's was attacked. Yeah, it's never easy. How much on a bed is that one? <laughs> uh, how much you on a bed? It's uh hey, okay. All of them are bad. <laughs> I was gonna say how much you on a bed, it's still uh, one. Ah, <laughs> uh, it probably so guys. I, I had a I had a break in my I didn't get the last part. Uh, sorry, I will just actually, before we continue the question, I was, I was curious, are you using Net1, Econet, or Tel1? I'm using uh, Zool. Ah, so we all, we all lose the bet because we bet it would be either we all lose. one or Tel1. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the, the question I was asking was um, concerning the fulfillment center. So you said you'd come to, our, it's a storage for me as a business owner to keep my inventory, but you said you'd need to come to our business and then uh, that's where it cut off. Yeah, so I, I was saying ordinarily uh, when an order comes in, we'll come to your business place, collect the order and deliver it to your customer. So now um, we remove that hassle. So we store the products at our center 
And then when you, you have an order, you just dispatch it from there and deliver it to your customer. Hmm. Interesting. That's actually a very interesting yeah. model. Um, I like that. Uh, question, I'm curious now. So stuff like um, insurance uh, for, for, for the fulfillment center uh, in the event of a theft, fire, um, damage of products, that's all I'm sure that's covered. Yeah, yeah, that's covered. Um, that's covered. So it all depends on um, on the user, uh, on, on the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's 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 a very uh, what can I say? It's uh, it's uh, almost elastic. So some guys, some guys' stuff it's, uh, it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. Some guys they use a much cheaper. So it all depends with the customer what they're selling. Um, then we just go to our insurer and say, uh, these are the guys we're coming in, they're giving us XYZ amount of products. How much insurance do we, are we should, should be, are you going to charge them? And then they get a quote and they, they pay up and then we're good to go. Okay, interesting. So how do they package it? So for example, if I've got six shirts of a, of a color, do I um, package the inventory per type, you know, to make it easier then to make the delivery? And then you said like you then... I do reports on what was delivered and what wasn't. Um, so, do you guys take the payment on delivery and then pass it on to the to the to the um, to the company, or do they do the is the payment directly to the company that is storing stuff in the fulfillment center? So, like I said earlier, we do everything. Once the order is done, so we do basically everything from dispatching the order, delivering it, collecting payment for it. And, and receipting for that uh, that product, mm-hmm. and then we do now a background reconciliation with uh, uh, our customer to say on this order we collect X Y Z amount. Uh, that was our cost. This order we collected X Y Z amount, and this was our cost. And just subtract our delivery fees uh, and our service fees from those amounts and submit the balance to to their customer. Interesting. That's a, I, I, maybe it's already there, but I've never heard of that in in, in Zen before, and that's a that's a pretty uh, interesting. Yeah, look, I I I I think we I think you what you find in Zen is just traditional warehousing, mm-hmm. but uh, I think we are the first to market with this sort of um, uh, order performance type of uh, storage space. Interesting. So in, essentially, someone can have like. Uh, to use Shona Ndovanipirorangu, South Africa, <laughs> then, then I. I package my products and I display them online. Um, and then essentially you guys are doing all of it. So the storefront part, are you doing it as well or that's down to the customer? No, 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 no. That's down to the customer. Also, the customer has to do something. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> True this. They have to do some part. They have to play a part. So basically <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So, but that would be their job basically okay. to sell their product. Yeah. So you just handle the logistics. So that, 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 that's like, um, yeah, I think that's big for, for especially the informal sector because you could literally have, you know, a WhatsApp shop where, you know, someone is, you're, you're selling your wares and then you guys are just doing the back end, you know, the deliveries and stuff. Um, I think that's, so yeah. what, what kind of commissions do you charge for that? Um, I know you went over the prices early on, but for the whole services as a whole, let's say for the 200 liter bin. Um, so that, that I'm looking at uh, 35. So that covers the storage, that covers the, all the admin work we do in the background. Uh, and then over and above that, for each order, we charge our regular delivery prices uh, and rates. Okay, so the delivery price obviously is going to be pushed onto the to the consumer. Yeah, yeah. Normally, they just push it onto the consumer. Yes. Oh, I see. 
That's, that's, that's pretty interesting. Hey, uh, all the best. So when is it launching? You said you're still in the pilot program. Yeah, so we, we so the pilot is closed on the uh, 30th of uh, March. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so obviously now we've built the tech. So, um, so the guys, our current customers in the performance center will be using the tech now from, from 1 March to 30 March. And then, and then we open it up to everyone, nice. everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in terms of premises, how how big is the is the is the, the site? Uh, we we don't need um, too much space for now, uh, yeah. especially for the pilot. Um, I think they've got uh, space that we're using for now in Harare, mm. and then blue is almost the same. In blue, is almost the same size. All right. Nice. Uh, well, uh, we hopefully will be. You'll notify us of the launch of the fulfillment center as well as give me and it a trip around it. I think that'll be an interesting thing to see, uh, something like that. I think yeah. it's, it's really cool um, that you know um, you're taking this burden off of e-commerce businesses. Like yeah, because you, like you said earlier, logistics is a is a headache to deal with uh, if you're doing it alone. And this kind of I feel makes it easier. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for all the information. Uh, yeah, and uh, all the best uh, in 2021. Well, I don't think you need it at this point because <laughs> I'm sure you guys are doing very well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we we still need all the luck we can get in this market. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but anyway, thanks a lot for having me. It's a real pleasure. Enjoy the chat. All right. Oh, and to everybody listening, cool. sorry for me being rude. I, I... <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. I was saying to everyone listening, I'd forgotten we had guests listening. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. Uh, Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.